Hey! Hey guys, welcome to the new and improved format of Pirate Radio. Happy this to have is, you here. This is uh, Jax Yununo. We're back, but not by ourselves, gladly. We have some fun new hosts to uh, kick off this fun new format with. Just to give you the top line, it's going to be more about the people who work here, more about the people uh, and what their sort of side hustles are and what their interests are and how they got to where they are. And it's going to be much more interesting. We don't need to do the, the sort of agency updates and who got promoted and whose birthday it is and who got a new pet rabbit because we have a meeting in the middle for that. Yeah, if you need to know who who knew was joined, who got promoted, all of that stuff, it's meeting in the middle. Here we're just talking about what people do outside of work and where they like to eat lunch. Yeah, so <laughs> we can introduce our new co-hosts, uh, Tori and Colin. They can introduce themselves, I guess. Hi, I'm Tori. I'm a senior business manager here at TVWA, and I'm really excited just to know more about people that work here in the office and also get some better lunch racks. <laughs> Definitely important. Uh, Carlin Dixon, Associate Director, DEI Strategy at the agency. Super excited to kind of continue to build the culture here. Cool. And our special guest for today, the one and only. Jordan Suwami. That's me. Woo. I'm a social strategy director here at Shiat, and you know what? I love it. I love, <laughs> love it. What a great start. Stand oh, yeah. on that business. Yeah. We all love working here. <laughs> I'm super serious. I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think probably we should just start more about, like, did you grow up here in New York? Did you grow up somewhere else that's more interesting, probably? You can't hear it in my in my voice or my accent, but I'm from Canada. I'm from Toronto. Give us a good aboot. Um, we don't say that word in my culture. <laughs> I will say against. That's the wrong way. It's against, right? I don't know. I would say against. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm just yeah. scared to say it. Yeah, Commonwealth. 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 Yeah. <laughs> how did you start and how did you end up getting into social strategy? Um, how did I start? Well, when I was in university, I was really um, active on campus. Like I wrote for the school paper and I did campus radio and I did stand up there and I promoted parties. And one of the things this company I was promoting parties for, at some point I helped them create like an arts and culture blog. So just kind of talking about like new music or what was happening in culture at the time. And through that, I started like running that company's social media page. This is like 2011, let's say. And then so when I was graduating university and I was looking for jobs, I started to realize that social media was becoming like a real job. And so I kind of used my university experience of running this like arts and culture blog and doing social for that to like par parlay that into like my first job, which was at a PR company. So I was doing so like community management for like brands like Axe and like all these other things. And it was a crazy time because it was like the early days. It was like when Facebook had organic reach, which you might not believe, <laughs> but you could just put out a post and it would get like 100,000 views. Like... With no money paid. It was really crazy time. Crazy. And then you worked at TikTok, which I understand is a dancing app for children. Um, yes. Tell us about your time at TikTok. Do you know what? It's also a dancing app for adults. Oh, cool. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> oh, I got to go look at it. Yeah, you should check it out. You should check it out. It's, you know, uh, got to learn some new moves. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it when it was only kids dancing. Yeah, that's <laughs> the correct answer. We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's too racy. Yes. So I before, before I joined Shiat, I was working at TikTok, and I was working on the music team there. My job was music content strategy and editorial. So it's like I kind of worked on a lot of different things, but 
stuff from anywhere from like working with an artist on their their kind of strategy for releasing a song on TikTok, let's say, and they're like, we want to, you know, it's like figuring out like what snippet is going to be the snippet for the song. And like, let's say it's this snippet. What kind of trend would you like ideally to see? Would, do you want it to be a makeup trend? Do you want it to be like a transitions trend? Do you want it to be a dance trend? And kind of helping them seed that onto the platform. I think the interesting thing about it is that, you know, it was like best best laid uh, plans of mice and men because you, I'd work with all these artists, labels, you know, managers, these like really elaborate plans where they have influencers and all this stuff and like things wouldn't take off. I think the magic of TikTok is that it is a user generated platform. It's like they decide the trends and then it's up to you how you capitalize on it, you know? Right. Do you have any stories about cool musicians that were dirt, weird or hard to work with? Yeah, give us a <laughs> they're, really, they're really hard to work with. Yeah. I mean, like any musician's hard to work with. Like <laughs> they just, I mean, you guys have worked with, you know, musicians on set. Like they show up when they want. They kind of like do their own thing. Um, they're, it's real main character syndrome. Uh, but, you know, it's like the, it's, the work was so interesting. It's like getting to work you know, working at a company when they're like the bell of the ball, like nothing beats it. It's like every call is answered. Every call is answered. Everyone wants to work with you. Every email, they're like, yeah, I'll be there. You know, it's like it was so it was really good for like that. And I think for me, like, you know, before I got into even doing social media and community management stuff, I was like a journalist and a music journalist. So I was always kind of like really interested in music and writing about music and thinking about it critically. So getting to have the access of, you know, going to all the major label offices in New York and in LA and like just having that access was just like, it was like, I got to see the other side because when you're a music journalist, you're like not in the music industry. You're like on the outside, you know, you, you, you I would think about like things that we would um, talk about. It's like, Oh, why is this label doing this? I think they're doing it because of X, Y, Z reason. And then you get closer and you talk to the people that actually work there. And you're like, we have no idea what's going on. Right. <laughs> like, we, we're just speculating. And like people inside the industry actually know. And we're not in the industry, you know? Yeah. So it was cool to be on the other side. Do you see those ways this guy spun the answer? You asked for dirt. And <laughs> yeah, he clearly had media training. Yeah. Let's, like, yeah. Yeah. Let's try it again. Yeah. Let's yeah. try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the dirt on celebrities. Yeah. Oh, my God. I actually do have a person, which I will have to tell you off uh, off, <laughs> off mic, who was, who was really bad. Because we've worked. I'm not going to say too much. Yeah. But this person, <laughs> I, I was supposed to interview him. And then I was hanging up backstage at his show. Ah, pronoun. Pronoun. Mm, yeah, okay. Yes. Hanging up backstage at his show. He's super nice at first hanging out with him and his crew and they're like oh do you want a drink they were like you know really welcoming into the circle and then at some point i kind of reminded him i was like yo so like after we do the interview i need to take a photo of you from like on my phone because that's going to be like a part of the thing and he was just like oh when's the last time you talked to and then he said his manager's name and i was like today i already knew what was going on and he was just like yeah like we don't we don't want to do the interview it's like you're welcome to hang out and like drink whatever but like we don't want to do the interview and then so i, I hung out there for for like a little while because i'm like i'm gonna convince him that's what i was thinking i'm like i'm gonna hang out for a bit be chilled then i'm gonna convince him to do the interview and then at some point like i, I could just feel the energy in the room shift where i was like oh i feel very unwelcome you know right. and then his dj i remember the guy's name too I'm not, I'm not gonna say it but the dj came up to me and he was like yo can i talk to you for a second and he basically took me to a door and he was like yeah like they don't really want to do that we don't really want to do the interview so like you know, you can you can go. <laughs> and Not I, literally showing you the door. Yeah, yeah, they showed me the door. Like it was literally. I, I just remember it so vividly. We were standing outside. And I, I was like, "This is brutal," and uh, I couldn't listen to that artist for years. Yeah, but now and, you love DJ Khaled again. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. But I think what's cool is 
it sounds like you've done a lot more in like media, social content, like just like really working on a creative space. Is that, tell us a little bit more about the programming series. I believe you run one with the Toronto Film Festival. Yes, yes. I have a, 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 for the last like five years, we just stopped doing it last year. I was running a film programming series for the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, it was called Boosie Fade Film Club. And Boosie Fade was like the name of this DJ kind of crew that I started with a friend of mine. And then we would do like kind of parties that were just like hip hop parties. But then it kind of became this like series of online communities and they were all on Facebook. Um, so it started in probably 2014. And just early on, you know, remember back in the day when people really cared about Facebook event invites? Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely. What a time. You're acting like we still <laughs> don't. Oh, my God. They're actually pretty they're useful. You know? if, so, if, so, if, if someone I know sends me a Facebook event invite now, I'm like, you're on thin ice, buddy. Got it. <laughs> like, you're pushing it. Well, now you know? Know. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, like, noticing super early on when we were doing the events that, like, the Facebook, our Facebook event. Facebook event wall was like really like lit up in a unique way. Like people were very excited. They'd talk about certain songs. They'd post like links. They'd post memes. And I was talking to my DJ partner, James, and I was just like, what if we just created like a permanent space for people to kind of continue this energy outside of the events? And so we did. And it was just like a Facebook group. And initially it was just like kind of friends of friends. It was probably like, let's say like 80, 90 people, just all people we'd personally invited. But then, at, and it kind of like our only rule was like, if you're coming in this group, only post about stuff that you like. Like, there's so much to not like, especially in hip hop and especially on the internet. I'm like, if you don't like something, don't say anything. Like, we don't care. Like, you know, somebody posts something you don't like, keep it, keep scrolling, you know? And so people really kind of got into that, like, positivity vibe. And then at some point, a journalist was in the group and she wrote an article about us for Up Rocks. Uh, and then that got us a bunch of, like, international members. And then, you know, around 2016, we started talking a lot about the TV show Atlanta and about Insecure. And then they're like, what have you created a film and television group? So we did. And then that led to like, what about a fashion group? What about a sports one? What about a one about books? What about one about gaming? And it became this like kind of constellation of Facebook communities, but then also spun out into this business because in our film and television group, we had employees of the Toronto International Film Festival in the group. And then they invited us to uh, the TIFF building in Toronto. And we ha I had a meeting with um, the CEO, Cameron Bailey. And he's like, what do you guys want to do here? Do you guys want to have, do you want to do a programming series? Do you want to throw parties? Do you want to, and then we're like, let's do a programming series. So we started programming films that kind of like had uh, a big impact on the world of hip hop and R&B. So either they had a rapper or an R&B singer in the movie itself, or it's just heavily referenced in, in the genre. Yeah. And yeah, so we, we showed movies like, you know, like Juice, like Love and Basketball, mm -hmm. Belly, Idlewild, that Dope. outcast movie that <laughs> what HBO did that no one has seen. And, uh, you know, largely for good reason. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but, yeah, so we, we did it for about five years there, and we just wrapped it up last year, uh, partially because I moved here and partially because we'd, like, we'd exhausted. <laughs> we'd exhausted the films, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think we might do another programming series with TIFF with, like, a different remit. But, um, yeah, that, that was it. That was, that was the thing. And you have a, an event coming up soon, I saw on Instagram. Do you want to tell us, talk to us about that a little bit? Yes. This event is based on an event I did a few times in Toronto. It's called Major Fix, which is a short form for major fixation because it's about obsessions. And so it's basically, it's a storytelling show, but with PowerPoint. So people come on and they do a PowerPoint presentation um, about something that they're really obsessed with that can't be anything to do with their job. It has to be like just like a personal interest outside of work. And so basically the format is they come on, they do a seven to 10 minute presentation. Um, I host it, I come on, I ask them five minutes of questions, and then the audience asks them five minutes of questions. 
then we have an intermission, and then we do it two more times, and that's the event. Awesome. When so, is that? Where is it? <laughs> I need the invite right it's, now. Yeah, it's yeah. I will send it. It's I, a Facebook event. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna poke you. Yeah. 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 Poke you. So it's a uh, February first, 2024, at this place called Caveat. It's in Alphabet City. Um, they do a lot of comedy and like the moth and like that kind of thing there. Um, yeah, tickets are available so, now. Okay. And if you have 450 people from Shire that are going to be listening to this and are going to be there, it's all good, right? You have space? I think we have, we have about, yeah, we, I think we can, we can accommodate that. I think they'll make space. And there's actually a Shire employee who's performing. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Ooh. Olivia. Oh, Olivia. Wow. Olivia. Now I feel like we have to go. You What's she to. presenting about? She's presenting about WD-40. Wow. The spray-on water uh, disperser. That's yes. great. Wow. Huh. Well put. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a WD so. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. It's the 40th uh, formula. Anyway. Learn wow. Like every day. Every day. Wow. Um, to learn more, listen to Olivia give a presentation on it. <laughs> I think I really like the way you talk about, like, positivity like it just seems like even within the group you're like you know what do we like the most you know you're looking at just like what people get excited about you know i think what's really cool is you keep leaning in this positive path when they're very really... canadian yeah it's <laughs> <That is, that laughs> very canadian Canada. i will say i just i just want to make it clear i'm a hater <laughs> ask around i'm I, I say insane things all the time and there's a lot of things that i don't they, like they including things that are they asked me to leave politely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know i t- showed you the door of canada the dj came over was DJ like came over. <laughs> dj canada's like we need you to leave <laughs> Take it to New York where they really like the haters. Yeah, no, I'm bringing positivity to haters. this uh, this ornery city. So now look at this segue, positivity. Who's your favorite person in the agency? Wow, good um, segue. If you don't say anyone at this table, we will judge you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what can I say? You know, sitting here amongst four of my favorite people at this agency. <laughs> yeah. No, I think my favorite person at the agency is uh, Leslie Parks. Which is my boss, mm-hmm. but um, you know, <laughs> yeah. it is that time for I, performance I reviews. It is, it is performance <laughs> yeah. review time. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, you know, just like she's a great boss. She she inspires me, motivates me, and it's like also you know, I've, I've had I've had good. I've been lucky enough to have very many good bosses in my career, and, and it's like you know, there's nothing like it. You really trust them, and you like run through a brick wall for them, and it's like that's that's like the that's what you want, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. What's like one influential thing that's happened? I feel like when everyone you have like a good manager or boss, there's like one thing they didn't like in a meeting or a conversation. You're like, that's a lot. I trust this person with my life now. You know what? I think it was just super early on, like being able to talk frankly about like issues that you're having at the job or you're like, I want to do this thing. How do I how do I do that? Like, what's a strategy for navigating this? But then also like a personal, like just on a pure like EQ like level. She's like super good at that. And like, I just felt comfortable to tell her what was going on, not just with work, but with my life. I was like, oh, I'm really stressed about X, Y, Z. And knowing that it, would, it wouldn't fall on deaf ears, that, like, it would fall. open door. Yes, exactly. And I think that was just like, okay, now I'm like, we're, like, we're locked in. Like, I never want to let you down. I want to make you look good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to, like, I feel that's, that's just like where it, where it landed for me. Yeah. I think we have one last question before we wrap up. It's very important. Mm. Well, Carlin, you, yeah. you do it. You go for it. Best re- wait, uh, bar, restaurant, lunch, reco is around the office. Around the office. Okay. But so think this through. Like, yeah. people will. They're going to go there. Go okay. You tell me I it's got, good and it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, two. One is, it's kind of a walk. I like to walk away from the office during lunch hour. Um, and I generally prefer to have lunch by myself. People are like, you want to have lunch? I'm like, 
yeah, maybe. Disappear. <laughs> <laughs> they don't see me till next week, you know? <laughs> Doesn't even come back. <laughs> no, but there's this place called Omar's Mediterranean. It's on 39th, like, you know, and 39th and what? Like, I don't know, off 5th? I don't know. It's not that far, but it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a walk. You can Google it, you know, get creative. Is it a sit-down thing or...? It, no, I just usually bring it back to the okay. office. I actually have three recommendations. So there's that. Okay, great. Then there's also Ali Doro, which is next door. Yep. Nice. Great and then uh, there's this place called Jamrock Jerk. It's like a food truck. It's usually on 45th, and I think it's here on Wednesdays, uh, 45th and 3rd, or East 45th or whatever. The, I don't know. Where are we? Mm. I, almost, I almost swore <laughs> on this company. Wow, that would have really done TV. me in. Yeah, on live TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those three. All right. Well, that's, I think, our first uh, rebooted episode of Pirate Radio. Jordan, thank you so much. That was yeah. very educational. You can only go down from Jordan. <laughs> 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 well, I guess we'll all see you Rick at the show. Yes. 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 Yeah. Major Fix, February 1st. Tickets online. Major Fix NYC on Instagram. Follow us. Purchase a ticket immediately. This is the best social uh, strategist we have in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you I rushed it like we were playing the Oscar music. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Major, major Fix NYC on Instagram. Click that link in that bio. And come learn about WD40. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. See you next Two time. weeks, week. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see, see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.